Jaspers took away. Jaspers has extra money's worth. Before we get into the show, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. This podcast is presented by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Propel's Talk, located at 918 Poetry Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Propel's Talk, Lido, Ross, and Chaz tonight. Also presented by Company Burger, located at 4600 Ferret Street. Uh, I'll get into it. Because usually I like to do the round table and pitch questions to y'all. But tonight I wanted to start off by saying that there's no question that Zion Williamson is probably one of the greatest talents in today's game. There's no question about it. The question really is, can he stay on the court? And I'm going to pitch to Lito first. But Lito, I was just going through some old tweets today. You know, just just about just how ridiculous Zion Williamson actually really is. Um in 2021 or 20 i think it's 2020 when he was playing on shan van gundy uh at one point during the season he was averaging 27 points per game on 62 percent from the field with 7.2 rebounds he was there was <laughs> there was only one other player in nba history to ever average that it was kevin McHale in 1981 mm-hmm. um despite the loss this was this year Despite the loss against whoever uh, against the Phoenix Suns on the road, Zion Williamson recorded his 11th career game with 30 points and also shooting 75% from the field. That tied Shaquille O'Neal for the most by a player age 22 or younger in the NBA history. These are numbers that are extremely rare. And when I say rare, we're talking just one other person's ever done it in the history of the basket of, of basketball. So mm-hmm. that's what when you're talking about trading Zion for Scoot and whatever, and we're gonna get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't forget those numbers. I understand, dude. I'm extremely frustrated with the off court things and him being injured, and and it's not that you know he showed up in shape this year, but the mm-hmm. problem is he gets injured and then he loses focus and then he gets out of shape and it takes longer to get back onto the court. So Lido, yeah, I'll pitch it to you first. It's always good to see you. Pleasure, pleasure's mine. <laughs> Should the Pelicans do two part? Should the Pelicans trade Zion for Scoot? And if and then yes or no, and you need to then describe why. This is a this is this is a very difficult conversation. Uh, honestly, like I've been thinking about this. I mean, I, me and you've been having. I feel like all of us have been having this conversation for some time. And uh, <clears throat> the numbers you ran off just now, it sounds like. That guy is generational. He's a generational talent, right? Like he's he's one of one of who he is. The answer to your question is I don't know who he is yet. It's 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 going on year five, and <clears throat> we're still at a kind of like wait and see type approach on who Zion is. <laughs> the crazy thing about that is. Yo, I was just having a conversation on Twitter. Dog, that Minnesota Timberwolves game will fuses to leave my mind. Like, I, I cannot – player one ceased to be human that day. He was he was not – he was not human no more. Like, he, he, was, he was in a different stratosphere. I think what we get in that is like – and from the timeline, what I've been saying is a, is a Brandon versus Zion thing. Who has to go if somebody has to go? I mean, I'm just cutting to the chase. That's that, that's what it that's what it seems like. That's what it feels like. And 
to be honest, I don't want neither one of them to go. Like I don't want neither one to go. If I could, if I could, if we just being honest, is is Zion a generational talent? Yes. Is Brandon a generational talent? No. Zion, Brandon has done a lot for the franchise. He's done a lot for the organization. He's brought us to the playoffs. Zion has not. Zion has not been around to see that. I'm gonna just say this: Brandon Zion's highs seem to be higher than Brandon's highs. But that's not, and that's not a real slight. No, I don't Brandon. think this is the. If if anybody takes this as an offense, I'm not being. I don't feel like I'm being offensive at all. I think Brandon Ingram is made in the image and likeness of Kevin Durant. I think Zion Williamson is made in the image of likeness of something you've never seen before. Ross, go ahead. That was well said, Lito. There's just a lot more questions. It's not as simple as should they trade Zion for for Scoot. I mean, I think that the answer to that, if it's as straight up as no, but but should they be evaluating trading Zion Williamson? The answer to that is yes. Because if you just think about this, okay, and everything you guys have said is true. When he plays, he's he's out of this world. But when he was drafted, what were the questions? Will his body hold up? Can he stay healthy? Will this style of play work? Will he ever develop? A, a shot. I mean, I, I, was that, was there other things? No, was, uh, maybe, but it. for the most part, like those three or four things, I think we have the answer to two of those. Like, no doubt, will his style of play work? I think is is yes, it works when he plays, and will he develop a shot? I think it's still a big question mark. Um, but I think the fact that you have a hard no on two of those is why, after four years, you at least should evaluate. If you love Scoot Henderson and you think he's a, a, a generational talent that can maybe do some things for your franchise that maybe Zion hasn't been able to, then you absolutely have to evaluate that because we're four years in. Like there's four years of data now. It's not just a year. It's not, you know, it's not a couple games. It, so I think you have enough evidence now to, to at least make a decision that warrants we should look at, at what could happen if he's available. All right, that's fair. Um, Chaz, um, you know, you've been big on, on Scoot Henderson. Uh, you know, would you trade Zion for Scoot? Because obviously you've been uh, at the forefront with the Brandon thing, but vice versa, would you, would you, or let's flip it, would you trade Zion for Scoot? Um, before, before I address that, I kind of want to want to address a little disrespect you gave me in my introduction man that's that's nba insider chaz you know you 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 introduced me as chaz um, i was i was like what the fuck did i say <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, um no nah, you gotta say chaz or diamonds you got yeah, it yeah. Yeah. Chaz hey yo shout out to that guy that did comment i saw that one oh yeah, yeah i saw that <laughs> ahead, um i would say it depends right Interesting. I, think, I, didn't, yeah, I, I didn't think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would say to me, no one's ever untradeable, right? Business first. I think I only lean into trading Zion for Scoop if I'm immediately trading Brandon afterwards. If I go all the way into the rebuild, because what I don't want to happen is we try to thread the needle again, kind of like what we did with holding on to Drew Holiday a little too long. You know, um, and we end up in a Bradley Bill, CJ McCollum type situation. 
Because someone pointed out today, the only reason the Pelicans were able to get C.J. McCollum is because Portland held him too long and he became a distressed asset. So if you're looking at and if you want to look at the numbers, man, C.J. McCollum's played 10 years. Brandon's played seven years, approaching eight. C.J. McCollum has scored 5,000 more points than Brandon Ingram. This is not hyperbole. He's literally scored 5,000 more points. That's insane. So if that guy became a distressed asset, what, what's going to happen when you re-up with Brandon's extension for $45 million, $50 million? It, It's going to be an issue. I think if you're going to hit the reset button, you need to hit it totally. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not necessarily opposed to trading Zion. It depends on what the goal is. And I'm glad you know I'm, I'm here to do this. To me, this is the future of the team. This is how bright the future of the team is with Zion, right? If your goal is a championship, you keep Zion. This is Zion as your best player. This is the future of the team with Scoot as your best player, right? Scoot's your best player in in this situation. This is the future of the team with Brandon Ingram as the number one option on this team. And if you trade Scoot, for Zion, Brandon ultimately ultimately becomes that number one option. And it isn't a knock on Brandon. This is just things we've been able to see, the way the game is played today. And, you know, a lot of other things involve um, health as well, contracts. It, it's, it's a very difficult thing to navigate with these two guys because of the contracts and because of the health. Yeah. But <laughs> I think if your goal is the championship, you keep Zion. If your goal is to be like the Pistons, fringe, like play-in team type team, you keep Brandon. If your goal is to reset totally, just move them both. Can I add on to not even add on to Chaz's point, but I just want to say something. Uh, I, I just feel like two things. Um, so Zion had a problem with the training staff, mm-hmm. right? You fire the training staff. And then you trade Zion. That was a major point I brought up to all of y'all today. It makes no sense. If you're gonna escape, and and Chaz, you had a tweet about if you're gonna scapegoat Aaron Nelson, why the hell would to appease Zion? Why the hell would you trade him? Zion and and company. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to (laughs) shout out to Chaz and shout out to Shamit because like they've been on it. And and one other thing because Shamit raised a valid point um, to me. Well, for me as well, like. You you kind of in a position with, with Zion where at this point, like today, I don't know if you. Lita, could, I'm sorry, I cut you. I mean, Ross is moving three different routes. Ross taking us on a tour. Go ahead, Lita. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that. Ross taking us on a tour to to the casa. Nah, yeah. So so I right, at this point in this time this point in time, if you asking me if I'm trading Zion, I'm gonna say no today, and I'm gonna say, you know, unfortunately, like. We the, all right. The Pelicans are stuck. They're in a you're in a position where you're stuck because you can't just like. I know you know I know we all frustrated, but you kind it kind of just look crazy to just trade like you you know what I'm saying because like dog he gonna go to Charlotte and he gonna be fucking you know what I'm saying like I, I just don't know. But y'all, you can't we we, you, we have to look you have to accept reality. 
What's the reality? But hold on, hold on, hold on. The reality is he plays 27 games a year. That's right. right. That is the reality. But look, this is what I was about to say. And I and you, I'm glad you said that because this this is the same thing people were saying with Embiid. Like it's literally the same. It you 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 right on the cusp of that, right? And then then a the light comes on, and then the next season he plays, you know what I'm saying, however many games, or he play he stays on the court, he stays healthy. And and that's fair. That that I mean, I, I could argue a, a million different sides of that. Um but but it's yeah that's fine if, if that's if the fear is that like that's always going to be the risk of moving by right like that that is the risk yeah is that he goes somewhere else and he goes nuts I think you you have to look at the team and what you have right now and, and put Zion in that right so you've been whatever a five hundred team and let kind of yeah yeah, yeah you're right. below five hundred yeah right yeah. five hundred ish. <laughs> But that's almost without him, right? Like, you can't exactly. really give him any credit to a certain extent for that. I mean, maybe this year a little bit. But, I mean, by the time that, he was gone, like, you lost the games and B.I. came back and you kind of played, you know, whatever. But, like, I don't know how much credit I give I give Zion for anything that's happened over the last four years, good or bad. Like, he just hasn't been there. Like, that's, that's my opinion. And it's been mostly bad. And yeah. so it's hard for me to sit here as we're talking about, like, well, should the team do X or Y and say, like Chaz, for instance, just said, the, the, like, he had the light bulb thing. Like, I don't know if our – like, how can we say that the upside of Zion as our best player is is a championship, like, is the big light bulb? Like, I, I don't – like, I'm, I struggle, I'm struggling to buy into that as anything other than an academic exercise where you say, yes, when he plays, he's been awesome, but, like, but he's not playing, and so it's 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 reasonable for me at least that the front office is doing this. Like it, it's either it's either factual that yeah. they're looking to do this, or it's it's a it's a smoke signal. It's a it's a you know you're letting everybody around the league know like, hey, we're listening, and it's also a note to Zion like, hey, we're listening. Can I can I see? I'm sorry. Yeah, real sure. quick. Go ahead. All right. So listen, I feel like I and I and I think you're right. And I, and I I think you're right to that point because I think this is a I don't think Zion's ever been in a position where he was about he was he want like his squad wanted to give him away, right? They were ready to give up on him, and if that's not you know a kick to the stomach for you, I think that you know this should, this is a real awakening. Like I told you just the other day, I think he will come in and he's gonna do damage because he's got a lot of shit going on. Right, and, but like on the flip side, how many how many more awakening moments does he does he need? I mean, he gets caught up with CJ. He gets you know he he's get he gets you know the whole Mardi Gras float thing was disgusting. But still, I mean, I, I th- these are you know these are these are things that I feel like it's been happening. So how many more times? And listen, I don't want to trade Zion, but I understand the frustration to where like, hey man, like we know well we don't know, but we, we've seen a small sample size of what you can do when it's otherworldly. Yeah. Now, can you extend that for 60, 65 games? And that's what I was going to get into next because, you know, Chaz, we'll start with Chaz Ross and Lolito because JJ Reddick goes on today and, 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 you know, says like, I'm not, you know, Brandon's entering his prime and, and, and that the Pelicans are, are Zion away from being a really good team. Like, what do you take from that? Because JJ's been, JJ, right. without, you know, let's keep, JJ's been teammate with both of those guys. We know JJ and Zion. I, don't yeah. think, I think they kind of clashed a little bit, but he at least sees the vision. Like if these two guys can stay healthy, this team can be really good. See, this is, this is the funny part. And this is why I become the bad guy because, okay. First for Ross's concerns, some of those mixed 
some of those missed games are out of context, right? For example, you got the rookie season. Terrence is meniscus. In the preseason, this guy's the best player on the Pelicans, right? Comes back, his date out longer because they tried to do some weird stuff with him. We, you know, tried to reteach him how to walk. So he misses like an additional four weeks or something, right? So he's kind of being held out versus him not playing, right? So you, you, let's say that's about 20 games, right? That's, that's, well, no, let's say it's 15 games. Say about 15 games. Day one on the court, his debut against the Spurs, he's the best Pelican on the floor as a rookie. <laughs> right, I wouldn't say his best. Pel- I think in the fourth quarter he was the best Pelican. People forget that he struggled really bad in that early in that game. Then he went okay. on a ridiculous okay. run. So let's he, say- was all, he was awful until he hit the three. Yeah. Okay. L- let's say by the time he does the windmill dunk and against the Timberwolves in Houston and all that, he's the best Pelican. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. okay. You go into the second season. He has the hand injury. He plays through it, and then they kind of shut him down. Third season is the foot, of course. This season hamstring ramping up something weird happens and shuts it down right you go to december and the only reason i bring up december is because people bring up those six games against the booker list sons you go to december brandon misses december cj is recovering from COVID. he misses weeks up until you know a few games herb is out until the utah trip in december so brandon is by him i mean zion is by himself doing this right Zion's by himself gets hurt January 2nd he leaves the game with like 36 points he's dominating the Philadelphia 76ers he leaves in the third quarter he has like 30 something points he yep. probably he, he might have got 50 <laughs> right so at ease all right so fast forward fast forward the thing I like to harp on in this situation is it doesn't matter if both of them stay healthy you only need Zion to stay healthy And that's where the team building thing kind of the dynamic changes for me, because I'm like, if you don't have Zion and you're not immediately replacing him with a top 10, top 15 (laughs) player, you're talking about years of like hell purgatory where you probably aren't bad enough to get another like top pick but you aren't good enough to really accomplish anything neither. You kind of become like the Kings, you know? And I'm like, do you really want to do that and hitch your horse to that wagon of like years of, cause Scoot can be Darren Fox, like right away. Let's say Scoot is great to write right away. But they were, they missed the playoffs for years. And they had it's a, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a risk that you don't know. So, I mean, Ross, why don't you, yeah. Well, the, the flip, no, because I'm, I'm that, and I and look, I, I I think y'all are probably more scoot guys than I am. I, I watched a lot of films since our last podcast, and, and his shot actually doesn't look as bad to me as the, the numbers. But, um, but like the, the flip of that coin is, yeah, you can look at the Aaron Fox and say if he's that type of player, okay, and the Kings, you know, whatever. It was a long, long road to what they did this year. But like the other side of that is, what if it's John Morant? Because that wasn't a long road. John Moran had a pretty, but the, my only counter to that would be Memphis kind of had a history of success, even when they were kind of bad. I, I thought Fizdale got done dirty out mm, there, and, yeah. and, no, and those were the bad Grizzlies. Right, and, and so my point is, is that that's all true. I think the Grizzlies, yeah, like, I mean, the grit and grind, all that stuff, that's fine. They were better than we were, you know, historically, but, like, the team that he stepped into was not that great. It was not a team that was threatening, 
you know, Western Conference championships and then two years later, like, I'm saying this is post-Mark yeah. Gasol, post-Zach Randolph, post-Mike Conley. Like, all that's done. Yeah, He didn't step into that team. And was, then he steps was JJJ in and, and two years later. I think he was, he was either drafted the year before or year after. Remember, he was okay. hurt a lot, though. He really yeah. didn't play that much those first couple years. So the point is, is, is our – I mean, I think our roster that Scoot would poss- possibly be stepping into is better than what Ja stepped into at Memphis. And hmm. I'm just giving you con- – I'm just giving you a little context of, like – because I've seen the King stuff a lot, the, the De'Aaron Fox comparison and all that stuff. And that's true, and you're looking at – I mean – the Kings were historic, were a historically bad franchise, like basically up until like last year. Memphis has been a lot better than that. I don't know if like maybe we're somewhere in the middle of those two things. And so it's not a perfect comparison, but it, it, it I just, it should be looked at because you don't know what Charlotte's, we don't know what teams yeah. around the league are willing to give up for that guy. And, to, to Chaz's point, there, there's ancillary things happening outside of this salary cap, new CBA kicking in. It's been very clear that the organization is not going to be able to keep this core together long term. You probably have one more year at most. And so you're you're either looking at a branded extension of some sort or maybe you're looking at getting off of him. Zion's extension kicks in. What, this coming up? This year. Like, like there's money things that are definitely – conversations that are definitely happening, not just with the Pelicans, just – I mean – Go to NBA.com. Go, go look around. Every team in the league, damn near, other than uh, Houston, Detroit, and Utah, and Oklahoma City are figuring out how the hell yep. can we cut salary because that repeater tax is no joke. Even billionaires aren't trying to lose $100 million for a hobby. And so I think there's a lot of other stuff going into that that, that they're probably taking a look at. Like, what what does this team look like in, in two years, three years? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Leo, let me ask you this. Yeah. If Zion and Brand, someone goes, I feel like you ask this question every year. If Zion and Brand can actually play sixty plus games and they're healthy in the playoffs, how far would, how far do you think the team could go? As currently construction, maybe you get another shooter, um, and you update JV or whatever. Like no major changes, but those two guys are healthy with CJ, who's healthy. Uh, they play sixty plus games and they go in the postseason. How far? How far do you think they can go? I mean, I, I think they could go pretty far. I, I, I think what's pretty far? Second round, third round. I mean, I don't, I don't see why. But this season, especially, I don't see why they couldn't have got to the Western Conference Finals. Like, I, I, I don't see. Do you think that they would have given Denver a run for their money with a healthy Brandon Zion? I mean, I think it would have been a, I think it would have been a better matchup than the Lakers. Uh, I don't think they would have got swept. They probably, maybe you win. Let's just say you win two. I don't think there's nothing to. You know what I'm saying? To to be upset about like that they they are yo yo Jokic is a generational talent too. So oh no, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, about to say they, they no, I know, before, but. I know, I know. But but hold on, Justin. Let me let me say this. I, I don't have a dog in the fight, right? I, I don't I don't I'm not a I'm a pro team person. I don't I'm not a stand. So I don't I don't I want the team to do whatever is gonna make the team better. I, right. I don't I don't have a I'm not leaning either way, like I, I have love for certain guys on the team, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I feel like this was Zion. You got him under contract for five years. I don't think this summer is the summer to do it, right? Let's let's say he comes back next season and the injury still persists, right? So in year five, I think for me, that may be your out 
I think then if you want to if you want to move forward, that may be your path because you still have he still has so much time left on the deal that I mean some somebody's some is Zion Williamson like nobody's gonna not want him. Right, Ross, sixty plus games. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, well, just to lead you know, I'm not sure. I, I think you're you're one more like you know sixty game absence. I think from the the perception really like starting to to change on him. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you that there is a lot of time left on there, but I I don't know. I'm I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm 50-50 on, on that. I mean, if he comes out and goes, you know, ape shit for 25 games and and then has some minor hamstring thing or something that kind of just lingers, I, I, I don't know. But, um, Justin, my answer to your question is, if, if you have a girlfriend <laughs> and, and, she, and she cheats on you four That's... or five, six times, and I ask you, do you think she's going to do it again? What's your response to that? Do I love her? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you want like that's kind of that is I'm the at. definition of insanity, me, right? Is it that, is hard, it's hard for me to 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 be to like entertain that right now because I think there's such a little chance that they're going to play 65 games together and be healthy going to the playoffs. Like I just haven't seen it. And it's four years, and like guys don't get injured less as they get older. I mean, it's it's hard for us to sit here and like it. it you got to put your mind back to where we were with Anthony Davis before the that's all that's all folks stuff like these are not totally different conversations than we were having then like man what could this team be if he stays healthy and i mean you know, you sweep the uh whatchamacallits and i just yeah look i mean you saw this year they can be a really really good team in the regular season i think a lot of things change in the playoffs um sure yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that this this core is a champion, even if they play 65 games. And, and before I get to Chaz, we actually now have an offensive coach who I think will actually you A lot of Very people are not point. talking about it, but and Chaz, I'm going to get your last opinion, but I want to get this in before the show ended, is that Brandon Ingram, I asked this to Chaz earlier today, I said, when Brandon Ingram has all-star or uh, most improved player, Chaz, his, off, his coach was an offensive coach in Alvin Gentry, right? And then he's had kind of defensive-minded coaches in Stan Van Gundy and Willie Green. Will Borrego coming in is finally going to be an offensive <laughs> – he's an offensive coach. I think he could thrive off of it. Chaz, but you're not allowed to talk about that. I yeah. The question is, 60-plus games, they're healthy, and then they're healthy in the postseason. And you had, I thought you had an interesting answer. Yeah, I think um... – Matchup wise, I think they could. I think they could have done well against Denver just because they put. They would have been a ton of rim pressure. They got the shooting again. I'm assuming everyone's healthy. CJ is healthy as well in this scenario. Yeah. So you got three point uh, shooting. You got shot creation. Trey is. Uh, I'm I'm presuming Kyra and um, Jax won't be thrown out there just <laughs> randomly. Um, I'm assuming everybody's playing and coaching like they got some sense. Kyra's so, first off the bench. Yeah, Kyra's Kyra's clearly only first off the bench. And um, no, I think I think I think that's at least a six game series, to be honest. I yeah. think it's a six game series. I think the back end of that roster, a guy like Bruce Brown, yeah, you know, Caldwell Pope, I think they they make they ultimately make the difference. But yeah, I think 60 games from both of these guys, I, I think I think it would be nice. And but I, I also say this. 
and I want to make my, my position really clear. I'm not against trading Zion because I don't believe anyone's ever untradeable. I'm against trading Zion and keeping Brandon as the best player on your team because I think you will become the Washington Wizards where you got a Bradley Bill contract and you're like, oh, God. And people talk about Bradley. They talk about Julius Randle. Those are more accomplished players than Brandon. And that's the reality of the situation. So if you're going to pay a guy similarly with a team, like Ross mentioned Anthony Davis, I was a little out on AD a couple years before the That's All Folks thing because AD never really had that shot creation like for himself. So I always thought AD's teams, his floor was a little lower than a Zion team. I think Zion can get his own shot, get to the rim, you know, whereas AD, he could drop 50 at the drop of a dime. But a lot of it was like assisted buckets, stuff like that. But um, again, do what you got to do. But if you're going to blow it up, blow it up for real. Don't 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 get yourself in purgatory. Blow it up for real if you're going to blow it up. So. We got to wrap up 30 seconds. Lito, you're not trading Zion. They're already in purgatory. You're just trying to get out of hell. Oh, no. Ross, not trading. Yes, trading. So, yes or no? Yeah. Wow. Chaz, yes or no? No. Okay. I'm going no. Wow, Ross, you said yes. All right. Like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts. You trading for Scoot or you you just trading them? Yeah, that's 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 what that's a tough that's a separate. <laughs> Should we save oh, that for the Father's Day edition? That would be yeah, a Father's maybe. Day edition show. I think we're gonna do Friday. Night. Oh, sorry. Okay. Like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts on if the Pelicans should trade Zion Williamson for Scoot Henderson. Presented by the Company Burger, located forty six hundred Fred Street. See y'all later.